What validates us being in the house of the Lord is the presence of the Lord. So when the presence of the Lord um, sits down in an atmosphere, then we are in the house of uh, the Lord. Let me just uh, tell you uh, right off the bat that you are here on purpose and you're here in purpose. You're not here by accident, but you have been summoned here by the person of Holy Spirit because he wants to download something in your spirit this morning that's going to absolutely catapult you forward in your destiny in God. How many of you are ready this morning to go somewhere in God that you've never been before? Amen. Amen. For the, uh, for the ones that didn't raise your hand, we'll be praying for you. We, we want to go somewhere in God that we have never been before. I appreciate Pastor Thad for, um, for following uh, the leading of the Holy Spirit because nothing just happens. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Aren't y'all glad that God celebrates diversity? I said, aren't y'all glad that God celebrates? There are diversities of gifts. Pastor Thad alluded to that a little bit earlier this morning. And aren't you glad that we don't serve a cookie cutter God? That he made us all unique individually. Amen. And all of us bring something different to the table. And so this morning, I'm just going to allow the Holy Spirit to use my gift. And when the Holy Spirit uses your gift, the body will be edified. And the name of Jesus will be glorified. Y'all believe that today? Well, I definitely come with a word from the Lord. We don't need another sermon. We've heard enough sermons to last us till Jesus comes. We don't need another sermon. We need a fresh word straight out of the presence of God. Now, I hate to tell some people, but we serve a contemporary God. God is up with the times. He's a 21st century God. He's a right now God. Now unto him who is able to do Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Aren't you glad that God can speak to where we're at right now? To let us know that he knows, I know where you're at, but I also know where you're going. All you need to do is trust me. Now, a lot of you don't know me. This is, as Pastor Thad said, this is the first time y'all have ever been exposed to my ministry. But I do like, um, I do like participation. And so if it makes you a little bit uncomfortable, uh, I'm not going to provoke you. You have to do it. But um, I, I like for you to talk to your neighbor. I like for you to just to get involved. And uh, if you find somebody nodding off, just pinch them and tell them God's saying something. <laughs> and if they're nodding off and you pinch them and, 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 they, and they don't uh, respond, then resuscitate them. <laughs> tell your neighbor, God's got a word for you. Tell them, God's got a word for you. I take my assignments very serious. I don't show up just to show up, but I know that when God opens up a door for me to stand before a people, then God has a word for the people. It may not be for everybody, but it's for somebody. And the Lord sent me in this house this morning to give Pastor Thad in this ministry a prophetic word. And now it's individual, but it's also corporate. Like he said, when this prophetic word is released, it can't be taught, it has to be caught. If you, if you believe it by faith, just reach out and grab it. If you believe you can have it. Because the song said, God's got a blessing for you. So Father, we thank you that your presence is already in this atmosphere. You said that you inhabit the praises of your people. You have set yourself down in this atmosphere this morning. 
And through our worship and through our praise, we have postured ourselves and we have positioned ourselves and poised ourselves to the place that now we're ready to hear what you have to say to us. So we say, speak, O God, for we are ready to receive. The entrance of thy word giveth light. And I thank you that as the word is received, there will be signs, wonders, and miracles that follow them that believe. And the church said, Amen. In my seeking the Lord this morning, let me just say we're so glad that you're here. We've got uh, missionaries. It's so good to have them here and, 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 and the ministers from our ministry. We're so glad that you're here with us this morning. And, um, and just hear what the Lord is saying today. As I was just seeking God concerning this gathering this morning, Pastor Thad, he began to speak this to me. And he said, he said uh, to tell you that this ministry is at a strategic inflection point. And so when the Lord began to speak that to me, I pursue God. Anytime God baits you, pursue him. When God puts something out there, and you get a hold of it by the Spirit, run with it. Because if you, if you will take the bait and run with it, God's got more that He wants to say to you. But if you don't pick up God by the Spirit and take the bait that God puts up there, then God will not continue to share with you. He only shares with you as we continue to follow Him and pursue Him. You understand that? And so I said, God, okay, what are you talking about? Strategic means this. It's a military strategy designed to operate directly against the enemy or a potential enemy. It's a long-term plan that will yield the desired results. Inflection means this. It's a point at which something changes. And point simply means a particular time exact moment. So what are you saying, God? God is saying that he's going to give you a strategy and a plan. And at the right time and at the right place, you will execute it by the leading of Holy Spirit. And at that point, everything will change. Amen. I prophesy to Pastor Thad and to this ministry at the right time, at the right place, as the Holy Spirit gives you the strategy and you implement that strategy, everything is about to change. Now, change is not changed until something is changed. Amen. Now, the only thing that doesn't change is God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But when we follow God by the Spirit, aren't you glad God changes things up on us? If you serving God becomes boring, it becomes mundane, it becomes monotonous, it's not exciting, then you stopped moving with God. Because when we move with God, God keeps it fresh, does He not? God keeps it exciting. It is not mundane, it is not boring, it is not monot- it is not monotonous, but it is exciting. It's what the Word of God, it's exciting to serve God. Is it not? I said it's exciting to be in the kingdom. It's exciting following God. The Bible said, amen, according to the word, when we follow God, it's full of glory. Amen. Turn with me to Second Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20. I wish I had some music up here. I, I function a lot better when I have some music. Second Chronicles chapter 20. We're going to look at... 
a man most of us know by the name of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was a godly man. God put him in the position of a king. The Bible tells us that our gifts will make room for us and bring us before great men. Now, Jehoshaphat was a king called by God to be in that position of authority. He was a godly man. His heart was to follow God. And as a result, the neighboring nations and the leaders, the Bible said, they brought gifts to Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat became wealthy. He he became increased in goods, all because of his character. How many of you understand this morning that folk don't start hating on you until they see the blessing on your life? People won't talk about you, have an attitude about you, or fight you in any way if they don't see the blessing of the Lord on your life. But the first minute they discern an anointing of God on your life, the blessing of God on your life, and God blessing you, I'm telling you, the spirit of the hater will show up and they will hate on you. They will rag on you. They will lie on you because they've been commissioned by hell to take you out. But how many of you understand this morning that if God be for us, who in the world can be against us? I don't follow any ministry that's not controversial. I don't listen to anybody that hadn't been through hell. You find you show me somebody that has a real anointing flowing in their God-given calling. The blessing of the Lord is on them. People will hate on them. People will rag on them. I gravitate toward them because they have something that needs to be said that I need to hear to advance God's destiny in my life. Right. Y'all with me this morning? Tell your neighbor, aren't you glad you got haters? Aren't y'all glad you got haters? Your haters are really your friends. Because they're telling you you're called by God. They're telling you, I recognize the anointing on your life. I recognize the call of God on your life. I recognize the blessing of God on your life. I'm talking about the blessing that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. The blessing that says, that's my son and that's my daughter. I'm going to bless them whether you like it or not. I didn't ask your permission if I could bless them. I'm going to bless them because I love them. <laughs> so Jehoshaphat was a godly man. He was a godly leader, but he was also hated by the neighboring nations. And they pursued, they wanted to pursue him and take him out because Jehoshaphat was a reformer. He was bringing change not only to Judah, not only to his nations, but the surrounding nations. He was provoking change in people who do not want change. Fight people who are called to provoke change. We got any changers in the house this morning? So just settle it in your heart. Not everybody's going to love you. Not everybody's going to celebrate you. Not everybody's going to be your cheerleader to come alongside of you and say, go for it. You can do it. Understand that when your enemies show up, that means that you are intimidating. You are a threat. They'll try to stop you. But no weapon formed against us. Isaiah 54, 17 says, shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up in judgment against us. Talking about the haters. Talking about folks that will set their mouth against you. He said, you will prove them to be in the wrong. 
So nations set themselves up against Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat got word that, that Moab and Amnon and the Ammonites had set themselves against him and they were coming to fight and to take him out. But Jehoshaphat, being the man of God that he was, didn't do this for the first time. But he said, let me tell you what works. I have to pray and I have to fast and I have to seek the face of God. When you pray and when you fast and you seek the face of God, it will bring you into a level of intimacy with God that God will expose you and give you a strategy on how to deal with the enemy that has set himself against you. Because the Bible said that God is not ignorant of Satan's devices. And if he's not ignorant, he said, you're not ignorant of Satan's devices. I will will reveal him to you and give you a strategy on how to soundly defeat him and to deal with them. This morning, Pastor, what this service is about is about strategy. It's all about getting a strategy and a plan from God to annihilate the enemy and take the enemy out. Anybody dealing with some enemies this morning? You ready to take those enemies out? With not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. God will give you a strategy. And as you follow the Holy Spirit, He will execute it and He will take the enemy out of your way. Oh, the devil's mad and I'm glad. Hell is nervous and I'm excited. Let's look here in chapter 20. Y'all there, I'll give y'all plenty of time to get there. And let's begin with verse 13. Are you there? The Bible said, And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. You have to understand this, that the battle is so much bigger than you. The strategy to take you out is just not to take you out, but everybody tied to you, the enemy wants to take out. Whenever the enemy targets a ministry, it's not just to take the minister and his family out, but it's to take everybody out that's been assigned to that ministry. Generations that's been assigned to that ministry. When God, when the enemy comes against a family to take a family out, it's not just that family that he wants to take out, but it's all the family that is tied to that one family that he wants to annihilate. Understand what God is saying this morning. And verse 14 said, Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Maniah, the son of Jael, the son of Maniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. The Spirit of the Lord did not come until they positioned themselves in a place in prayer in God. When they did... God came. Look at what he said here. And he said, hearken, he's talking about a prophetic word here. Hearken ye all Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but it is God. The battle is, tell your neighbor, the battle is not yours, but it is God. I can make it as long as I know that the battle is not mine, but the battle is the Lord's. Amen. 
He said, tomorrow go ye down against them. God's telling them, behold, they come up by the cliff of Z, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. God even exposed to Jehoshaphat in Judah where the enemy was. God told them where the enemy could be found. And look at what he said. And ye shall not... Y'all with me on verse 17? And ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord. In other words, you stay in your place of authority. When you stay in your place of authority, you are doing what you're assigned to do. We have to understand that an assignment this morning is not a doing, but it's a place of authority. If God put this man in the office of a pastor, when he takes his place in the office as a pastor, then he has the authority to be in that office. Don't ever be in a place that you're not assigned to be because you don't have the authority to be there. But when you have the authority to be there, I don't care how the enemy comes against you. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. So God said, stand fast. Stand your ground. Stay in your place. I'm telling you all, this is a prophetic word for somebody because when trouble... When the enemy tries to intimidate you, when the enemy tries to threaten you, you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to get you out of your place. He's trying to move you. And if he can move you and get you out of your place of authority, then he can manipulate and intimidate and control what happens to you. Y'all remember when Israel was at the Red Sea? God's instruction through Moses was what? To the people of Israel. Stand still. When you stand still, then you will see the salvation of the Lord. When you're, if you're running to and fro, you're spazzing out, you're worried, you're confused, you're anxious, you're, 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 you're going here, you're going there, trying to find a way out. God said it's not going to happen for you. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. Does he not say, be still and know that I am God? Don't y'all know that God knows what we can handle? God knows what we can handle. And isn't it, isn't it sobering to know that God knows where we're at? And he knows what we're dealing with? So here's was his instructions. He said, stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. Because the Lord is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow, he said, go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. He didn't tell them to run from the battle. But he said, run to the battle. We can't conquer anything we run away from. Right. Oh, that was a good point right there for y'all to shout on. I said, we can't win anything that we run away from. But if we can confront it, we can conquer it 
with the help of God. So God didn't say run away from the battle. He said run to the battle. Don't run away from the armies. Run to the armies. So glad God's got a remnant in the earth. That's not running from the devil. But we're running to him. We're not running away from enemy hell territory. But we're running right into enemy hell territory. Under direction of the Holy Ghost. And we're taking back enemy hell territory for the kingdom of God. I'm telling y'all, something's getting ready to change. Something's getting ready to change in this house. Something's getting ready to change in this ministry. Something's getting ready to change in your life. And you will enjoy it a whole lot better if you'll just let go and trust God. And go with the flow of the Holy Spirit. Because God knows what He's doing. Now, sometimes God will give us an instruction. Sometimes God will tell us what to, you know, He'll give us an instruction. And sometimes God's instruction to us, we think maybe God's confused. You sure you want me to do this? You sure you want me to go there? You know, we talk to God like God don't know where we're at and what we're dealing with. God's omnipresent. He's behind me. He's with me right now. And he's already in my future. He knows it before I know it. He sees it before I see it. And look at what he said here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just heard the Holy Ghost tell me to tell somebody that if you'll just follow God's instruction, you don't have to make nothing happen. You just get to watch it happen. I know in the ministry we feel like, God, I have to make something happen. No, no, no. I'm not here to make nothing happen this morning. I'm just here to be obedient to God. And let the Holy Ghost do what the Holy Ghost wants to do. Because if the Holy Spirit can't do it, I'm sure not going to try to do it. Have you ever tried to do it and made matters worse? So look at what he said here. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all of Judah... And the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord. And what happened? The Bible said, worshiping the Lord. Can I let y'all in on a little secret about worship? Worship is a weapon. Now, I'm not talking about cute. I'm not singing cute little praise songs. Anybody can sing cute little praise songs. But I'm talking about worship. I'm talking about understanding who we worship and why we worship. I don't worship him to get something from him. I worship him because of who he is. He's my creator. He's the lifter up of my head. He's my savior. He's my healer. He's my Holy Ghost baptizer. He's my deliverer. He's my physician. He's my banker. He's my counselor. He's my best friend. I, I'm his worship to me. I can't even articulate it. So they fell on their face and they began to worship God, because worship is a weapon. Tell your neighbor, worship is a weapon. Tell them, worship is a weapon. 
Can I tell you what real worship does? Real worship focuses us on God. That's why the psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at His praise shall continually be in my My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. When your worship connects to my worship, my worship connects to your worship. Guess who's going to become the biggest thing in the house this morning? Not going to be me, not going to be pastor, not going to be you, but it's going to be Jesus. And it keeps us focused on Him. And as long as we can stay focused on Him, then we already know that the outcome has been sealed and we win. And the enemy loses. And they fell on their face and they began to worship the Lord. The Bible said, and the Levites, verse 19, of the children of the Kohites... And of the children of the Korhites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel. Now, this is going to mess some of y'all up. With a loud voice on high. I didn't, I'm just the messenger. Don't hate on me. He said they stood up and praised God with a what? Well, I just don't think you take all that. You don't know what it takes for me. You don't know what it takes for the person who's sitting beside of you. Because you don't know the hell they've had to go through this week. You don't know the devil that's been breathing down their neck. You don't know the trouble in their family. You don't know what their kids are going through. You don't know the trouble they're having on their job. You don't know the trouble they're having in their body or they're having in their finances. Listen, we better not judge people's worship unless you walk in their shoes. When you walk in their shoes and you can judge their worship. Because Israel said, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I wouldn't even be here today. Now, some of y'all know this morning, if it had not been for the Lord, you wouldn't even be here today. And I dare us to come to church and sit down and fold our legs and cross our arms and act like God has not done anything good for us. He got us up this morning. He put breath in our body. Listen, I praise him on what I know. Then I have to praise him on what I don't know. I praise him on what he brought me through. Then I praise him based on what I know that he saved me from that I wasn't even aware of. You could have been killed on 45 this week, but God saved you. I'm not saying you have to act like I act, but I'm telling you, if you cop an attitude with my worship, excuse me, you can move. I tell people wherever I go, if you're, when you come and you, and you get in the middle of worship and you've been fighting hell and you need to get in the presence of God and somebody's beside of you, they're reeking with attitude. Have you ever seen, come to church and people reek with attitude and they don't say nothing? Because everybody carries a presence. And if they're messing up your worship, if they're messing up you getting into the presence of God, just say, excuse me, I gotta move. I give y'all permission right now. Y'all can move if you want to. <laughs> See, some of you want to move, but you don't have the guts to do it. I, I would just stand up and move if I had to. Because <laughs> i got to get in the presence of God and get from God what I need up in here today. You can't heal my body. You can't deliver me. You can't set me free. You can't give me my breakthrough. You can't pay my bills. Come on, somebody. 
but I know who can. Ah, Jesus. So they praised him with a loud voice. You want to get real deep? Loud in the Greek means loud. (laughs) That was deep, wasn't it? (laughs) See, our worship ought to get on the devil's nerves. Let me hurry. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. Here it is. Believe in the Lord. I'm standing here. As a voice from the Lord telling you at Edgewater Church this morning. Edgewater, believe in the Lord your God so that ye be established. Believe his prophets so shall ye prosper. In other words, believe the prophetic word that's going forth this morning and you will be successful. How many of you know this morning that God wants you to succeed? Tell your neighbor, God wants you to succeed. The only person that wants you to fail is the enemy. He don't want you to succeed. He wants you to fail. And I'm here to announce to hell this morning that this ministry will not fail, but this ministry will succeed with the kingdom mandate that is upon this ministry. I heard the Lord tell me before I drove down from spring this morning to release this word in this atmosphere that from this day forth that the Holy Ghost is provoking a change when it comes to this ministry, when it comes to this house. It cannot be reversed. It cannot be hindered. It cannot be stopped because it is the absolute will and purpose and destiny of God for you and this ministry. And the enemy will not prevail. The purpose and the plans of God will go forth. You will prosper and you will succeed in all that God has put in your heart. Because it's not a man vision, it's a God vision. It's not a man thing, it's a God thing. If If it's good enough for this house, it's good enough for this house. He said, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the congregation. Thank you. He appointed worshipers and singers unto the Lord. Oh, God, I could say so much, but it's my first time. I'm going to be nice. Now, this praise and worship was awesome this morning, wasn't it? I mean, awesome praise and worship. I mean, these, these, these guys are a gift to the body of Christ. So I'm not slighting them at all. This, I, I'm enjoying myself. This is absolutely awesome. But Jehoshaphat said, I can't just have anybody. I have to have people that love God, who know about worship. And this is what he said. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. 
and that should praise the beauty of holiness. King James says, as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Here was the strategy that God gave Jehoshaphat. These nations are coming down, but Jehoshaphat, here's the strategy. You're going to have to send Judah first. Judah was the praise team. See, good praise and worship opens up the heavens. So when whoever God is choosing, that he downloaded a word to in order to flow through, all I have to do is just stand up and just step in it. It's not hard because the anointing of God makes it easy. Y'all believe that? So the strategy of God was send Judah first. Send the praisers in front of the army. Pastor, get ready because y'all's worship is getting ready to radically change. There's going to be mornings, I'm telling y'all, that when y'all enter into worship, you're going to be laying on your face in the presence of God. Come, glory of God. I see glory that's coming. I see glory that's coming. And I'm not talking about it's going to come and leave. It's not going to be a passing cloud. But I'm telling you, this is going to be a habitation for the glory of God, for the presence of God. I'm seeing it right now in the spirit that as the cloud moves in, that is representative of the spirit and the presence of God, there's going to be a rain. God's going to rain on this place. If he begins to rain on this ministry, man of God, the rain will take the words that's been sown and the rain and, 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 and the seed will extract the water that it needs to germinate and to break through. And I hear the Spirit of say, Spirit of the Lord say, you're going to break out on the left, you're going to break out on the right, in front of you and behind you. And the key to it is worship. Yes, sir. The key to it is worship. Amen. Don't you concern yourself with who comes or who goes. God knows who needs to be here. He knows who you need to have yourself surrounded with. Come on, somebody. And God will continue to posture people around you that will celebrate you and not tolerate you. People who have the heart for this ministry and people who have a heart for this vision, I'm telling you, they will come and God will send the increase. But as He does, you're going to understand they didn't do it. This has only been wrought by the hand of God. Because y'all know there's some people that are narcissistic. It's all about them. They don't feel for nobody else but them. They have to be the center of attention. They're egotistical. It has to be all about them. That if God did this in your ministry when you thought he was going to do it, I heard the Holy Spirit saying that they would have tried to take the glory. They'd have told you I made this happen. It was my money that did it. It was my giftings that did it. It was my help that did it. But God said, you watch who I bring in. And you watch who I raise up. And you watch what I send. So when he does, nobody's going to get the glory for it but God. I said, nobody's going to get the glory but God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And I heard the Holy Ghost tell me to tell you that there are some haters that's going to come back and apologize. 
There's going to be people that come back and say, I am sorry. I spoke ill will against you. And since I did, my life has been a hell. My life has been out of kilter ever since I spoke against you. Forgive me in the sight of God and in your presence. Forgive me. I was wrong. Because God said, and you will restore them. You will restore them. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise. Send Ju- Somebody say, send Judah first. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Woo, hallelujah. What God's getting ready to do to your enemies... The devil don't see this coming. Somebody receive this. I said, what God's getting ready to do to your adversaries, they don't see it coming. The enemy's not going to know what hit him until it's too late. I said, he's not going to know what hit him until the heads have already rolled. Until he's been annihilated and taken out, it's going to be too late for him to retaliate. It's going to be too late for him to come up with a counterattack. But I'm telling you, tell your neighbor, your enemy's not going to know until it's too late. God, I feel this thing this morning, Pastor. I feel it. Even as I speak, the enemy is being dealt with. In the realm of the Spirit, the enemy is being dealt with. And when they began to sing and to praise the God said ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah. And they were smitten for the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and to destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy one another. Instead of the enemy destroying you, they will destroy each other. That sounds like a bunch of confusion, don't it? See, God sends confusion. See, that's what real worship does. Did y'all understand that before we got here this morning? That the enemy strategized and come up with a plan to try to put me on shutdown? Try to put me on lockdown? Trying to keep you out of the presence of God? Trying to keep your mind everywhere but here. He come up with a strategy. First of all, to keep you out of here. But God brought you here. God's a bad God, isn't he? The Bible said he's terrible. So he come up with a strategy to shut down the purpose of this gathering this morning. But he couldn't do it. Because when the praises go up and God goes, it's like a sweet smelling savor in the nostrils of God. And God said, that's my sons and that's my daughters down there on the earth. And they're sending up the incense and the aroma of worship. And when God inhales, then he 
exhales. And when he exhales, the wind of his spirit begins to blow. And it will clear out the demonic atmosphere and the strategies of the enemy that will try to hinder the will of God. From going forth in this place today. Because the Lord inhabits the praises of His people. He sets Himself down in an atmosphere of praise. I can't get off of this. But I'm telling you, radical worship is getting ready to break out in this house. Radical worship is getting ready to break out. Not just in this ministry, but I'm telling you. To all of those who will follow God. Let me hurry. Y'all still with me? And when Judah came toward the watchtower, in the wilderness they looked to the multitude. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said he's getting ready to change some of y'all's perspective. Y'all been looking at things one way, but after the day you're going to see things a different way. And behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. I'm telling y'all, that's enough to make an Egyptian mummy want to get up and shout. (laughs) And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil because it was so much. I submit to you this morning that whatever you've gone through, God will make it up to you. God's going to make it up to you. For everything that you've had to go through. And the Bible said, And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Baraka. For there they blessed the Lord. Wherefore, the name of the same place was called the valley of Baraka unto this day. Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat in the forefront of them to go again to Jerusalem with what? With what? Joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That's why the enemy works overtime to steal your joy. If he can steal your joy, he can rob you of your strength. But as long as you can keep your joy, you can keep your strength. They went out to battle. All this barrage of thoughts cutting loose in their head. Am I the only one that ever is bombarded in the arena of your mind when you're under an attack? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Our mind is the battlefield. Joyce Myers got it right when she got the revelation. The battlefield of the mind. And when you're being bombarded with all kinds of thoughts that are negative, it'll rob you of your strength. I'm going to give you all some help right here. You can have faith in your heart, but doubt in your head. I'm going to say that again. You can have faith in your heart, but doubt in your head. Your spirit can say, yes, I believe God. I heard from God. God's going to do it. And all the time your mind's saying, you're dead. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it through. It's not going to happen for you. And faith has to fight that, doesn't it? 
I believe they went to the battlefield that way. But they came back not only with the victory, but they came back with tangible evidence that God was with them. The Lord told me this in November, December, I believe it was in 2013 before we come into this year. He said, you tell my people I'm going to do more for them the first part of this year so that I can do more with them the latter part of this year. I said, God, what are you saying? He said, you tell them I'm going to put more tangible blessings in their hands the first part of this year so I can do more with them the latter part of this year. And I prophesy not only to this ministry, but I prophesy to all of y'all this morning that if you will take God at His word, everything you need to fulfill your destiny, God's going to put it in your hands. Tangible blessings He's going to put in your hands. Say, put it in my hands, God. See, God knows when to put it in your hands, how to put it in your hands. And whose hands to put it in. Because God's tired. People prostituting. their anointing. He's tired of the church. Pimping their gifts. And I could get real raw. But I'm going to keep it clean this morning. Because God said, I can now put tangible blessings in this man's hands. Not that he didn't know what to do with them before. Not that he had abused them before. But this ministry has been tested. It's been tried. It's been fought. How many of y'all are part of this ministry here in Edgewater? You're going to be glad you stayed. I said, you're going to be glad you hung in there. You're going to be glad that you fought the good fight of faith. Because I heard the Holy Ghost just tell me to tell you all that it's payback time. And when God pays back, God pays back big. Tell your neighbor, God's getting ready to pay you back. Tell them, God's getting ready to pay you. And when God pays back, God pays back big. They obeyed God. They followed the instructions of the Lord. And God blessed them with abundance of silver and gold and riches. And look what the Bible said they did. As they came back into the city, they didn't go home. It's in the scripture. Read it. Where did they go to? The Bible said they went straight to the house of the Lord. They went straight to church. Woo, my God. Because the real battles are won out there. I said the real battles are fought and won out there. So when we come together on Sunday morning as the corporate body of Christ, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. And when we come through those doors, we'll be carrying with us tangible blessings. That when we come through that door, we'll lay them at the altar of God and say, look what the Lord has done. Y'all listen, this is bigger. Because when they came back into the city and they brought the spoil From the victory, not just the inhabitants of the city saw it, but the neighboring nations saw it. Other kingdoms saw it. Now, you know you bless when other kingdoms 
see the blessing of God on your life. And the blessing was on Judah and Jehoshaphat to the extent that the Bible said that the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, peaceful. Because the enemy learned you can't curse what's blessed. You can't curse what God has blessed.